Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. and gentlemen it's commissioner cooper and it's time for tss fantasy yeah oh my god you guys are too hype right now getting fired up big big show tonight let's start with our introductions welcome to the studio greg oj the juice is loose mayor what's going on fellas happy to be here tss family don't forget to follow me on ig greg underscore oj and on twitter big oj one let's get it next we got fred the jester reyes welcome to the studio thank you thank you good morning everyone it's the jester here follow me on twitter at tss jester and welcome nick you got flandered macaronis Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You could have been listening to any fantasy football podcast in the world, but you chose us, the TSS family, and we love you. That's it. My name is Nick, and you can find me on Twitter at YouGotFlandered. That was a lot to swallow. Dr. Miller, it's time for you <laughs> to follow up. That's what she said. Time for you to follow up, Dr. Miller. Welcome to the studio. Very, very excited to be here today. Thank you for the introduction, my friend. All right, TSS family, we are the fantasy show of the people, and we do mean it. As a reminder, you can interact with the crew on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, our website, tssfantasy.com, where you can sign up for all our free contests. Currently, we have Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge. Send us your top 10 running backs before week one for your chance to win two tickets to see the Dolphins versus Jets versus the, uh, with the TSS crew. And don't forget to enter our contest at Vision Coaching and Consulting Ultimate Team Challenge where you send us your ultimate lineup to win my $300. Man, nobody want to do that. You guys want to jump into the pool. Get into the pick and pool like for the Juice World pick and pool on tssfantasy.com. See if you can swim with the big boys. Let's get it. No, 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 no. I got the best. It is hosted by the Jester. It is the Survival Pool Contest. Last man standing will be King of Justice Court. 
$300 to the winner. Visit TSSFantasy.com today to get signed up. And as proud members of the Belly Up Podcast Network, you can now hear us every morning at 8 a.m. on the Unhinged Radio Network. Make TSS Fantasy part of your morning commute. The fantasy show of the people. (laughs) Starting off the show with our stock up and stock down after week one preseason. And it was pretty exciting, even preseason as it was. Let's kick it off to Greg. Greg, who do you got to stock up and stock down on after this week? Man, the stock went up on that boy out in Chicago, Justin Fields. The kid was balling. So if Nagy doesn't put him in the starting role, I don't know what's wrong with this dude, but Justin Fields looked like an A1 QB1 to me. Put the rock in the kid's hand and let him go. So, Fred, who do you have a stock up on after week one? Well, you know, we've been dogging him, especially me, for quite a while. The Denver Broncos quarterback, Drew Locke. This guy came five for seven, 151 yards and two TDs. He's really really setting himself apart for that QB1. Nick, who do you got to stock up on after week one? Uh, Surprisingly, I'm going to go running back. And my stock up is actually that uh, Raham Stevenson guy out of uh, New England, man. I mean, he rolled – for 127 yards and uh, two scores, uh, Damian Harris may be looking over his shoulder. Wow, I, that's a big Ooh, one there. I don't think big. I even. I, yeah, I don't even think I even saw that anywhere. What's that's his name again? <laughs> uh, I can't pronounce his first name, but his last name is Stevenson, and he plays for the Patriots. <laughs> Where is he at? Where is he at in your rankings? That's what I'd like to. Know. <laughs> He's not even ranked, as a matter of fact. That stock, that stock might be going way up, and at least getting your top sixty, hopefully. Right. All right. So for me, I had a big stock up on Mac Jones. Like he really showed out in his debut. Um, Cam kind of lackluster as well. And you could tell right away. I was watching the, I think it was the Patriots broadcast of it. And boy, if they're not looking to get this guy, Mac Jones, <laughs> starting lineup, I don't know what every, the first throw this guy made across the field, you know, it was like it's just a normal, uh, you know, a, across the middle, nothing crazy, nothing fancy. And all of a sudden the announcer's like, oh, wow, what a pass. That was Brady-like. <laughs> like, what, are they talking about? What, are they, what are we watching here? So, uh, but anyway, so obviously a big stock up on Mac Jones. He showed out. Um, Trey Lance, um, you know, let's talk about him for a second. Um, what did you guys think of the Trey Lance start? He came in after Jimmy G and looked like, you know, like Justin Fields. He made a big throw right away. Do you guys, is your stock up on uh, Trey Lance at all? Um, I'm still kind of out on Trey because the way that the coach in, uh, in San Fran is talking, like they're really not going to put this kid on the field yet. They're really going to let Jimmy G go out there until Jimmy G loses that job. But Trey Lance did look good. That throw across the body for 80 yards. The kid mm. was exciting. I think, you know, we may be looking at, you know, another Mahomes-like quarterback, but I'm still out on him. I'm not – because Jimmy G is still there, and he got a lock on that starting position. Fred, let me ask you about someone you're very familiar with, oh. Zach, Zach Wilson. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, he had a decent day. What, yeah. what, were, your thoughts, what were your thoughts on his, on his first day? I don't think he's going to be ranked 36. 
I'll tell you that much. <laughs> whatever foolishness you guys ranked them, but I was excited. I mean, and he went against first team defense. So not like the other guys, he actually went against the starters. So I was definitely happy. He, he didn't throw no big throws, no big touchdowns, but he managed the game properly. And I'm really excited to see this draft, this quarterback draft class, man. Nick, let me ask you about the New Orleans quarterback situation. I know you've touched on it before. Um, you know, what was your take after the first week? Did anyone look like they, they took the helm? No, it still looked like a steaming pile of dog crap uh, that we've been seeing uh, over the summer. Um, guys, it's, it's preseason. I'm not getting a big stiffy over one week of preseason. And the guy goes out. And he plays one series. It's preseason. And Zach Wilson, I have ranked 37th, Freddie, not 36th. Okay? Okay. <laughs> we, appre- we appreciate the wet blank blanket that is known as You Got Slandered Nick throwing the wet blanket on our fun party here. But I, no am, not, I am not perturbed at all. I'm going to still talk about some people. I don't know if you saw the chat, the catch by Marvin Jones Jr., but he kind of showed out as well. Mm. Marquez Galloway from New Orleans had a great first quarter. Um, and without Michael Thomas for a while, that might be somebody that should be watched. You should watch on your radar for a possible breakout or receiver. Sleeper, there you go. Sleeping on him. Um, Jerry Judy was someone else had a great game. Um, you know, we talked about Drew Locke a second ago. He showed out in his debut as well. Um, Javante Williams, we brought him up. I've already high on him anyway, and he looked good. You know who else? And we're going to talk about this next week that I, oh man, I, I was high on him before, but now I'm really high on him now. Mike Isecki, who he looked good. Oh, Tool was looking for him early and often. So, hey, if you, listen, we've talked about that tight end position. Coop. He looked good. Coop, you're such a homer. Hey, Homer, call it what you want to. <laughs> now, let's talk about some, you know, we talk about wet blankets and we talk about Nick, but let's talk about stock down. People that were not high on after the first week. Greg, is there somebody in particular you're not high on after week one? Well, you know, Nick just shot down the Saints quarterbacks. Right? <laughs> so, this, who, who, does this, who does this affect the most? So my stock now is going to be surprising. Is is actually Alvin Kamara, because we're not sure what this quarterback situation is going to be. When the season started out, I'm not going to lie, had Kamara made rank number one. Right now, he slipped. He's down to four, and he may slip mm. even further because that offense does not look like the offense that was ran under Drew Brees at all. I don't want to say I told you so, but if you go back a few episodes, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, we we can replay that no problem. Okay, Let's, Nostradamus, <laughs> Fred stock down. Who do you got? Who do you stock down on? Let me tell you who I really and, and forget the stock down. I feel really bad for it's Josh Rosen. He was a 2018 number ten <laughs> pick, and he no longer has a job. He can't play, but. Well, come on, man. Some people need to get nurtured and coddled and, and made a quarterback. This guy went 10 for 15, 93 yards, and the interception he threw was so bad, it got him cut. Damn. Mm, right. Wow. That, you just, you just, I feel really bad for him, man. I don't know what else to do. The window. <laughs> he, he has definitely fallen down for sure. Nick, who do you have a stock down on after week one? All right. Well, 
before I tell you about my stock down, I want to get this guy's name correctly because I feel that I that I owe it to him. His name is Ramondre Stevenson. I don't oh, know Jesus. Oh, <laughs> God. He had 10 carries. No one cares. For 127 yards and two TDs. But you know what? You are going to care about my stock down, and I'm going to pick Tua. Because, <laughs> because Tua. This guy's watching. Tua. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to improve that much to move the needle. So that's why I have him stocked down. If you're not improving, you're getting worse. That so, is. That's him, definitely Jason. great in-depth analysis. Him, someone who apparently didn't even watch the game. I have to tell you that um, Tua looked phenomenal. He looked great. He definitely was looking deep down the field early and often. And listen, I have to just say this really quickly too. Brian Flores, I know you're not listening to my podcast, obviously, but I just want to say this out loud and hopefully you hear me. It makes no sense, right? You're on the first drive or whatever, second drive of preseason. We're driving all the way down the field and we get stopped at the two-yard line. It's fourth down. We know Jason Sanders can kick that field goal. Go for it. It's preseason. Who cares? Like, And so, anyway, I, that really just aggravated me because guess what? If Tua makes that interception that he made the second drive on the first drive, maybe he throws a TD on the second drive. And now he now you got him in, in a different mindset. But anyway, better that, that's better that's than, my, than that pick he threw. Oh, cool. That's my – you that's are mid-season form, bro. You already in mid-season hey, man, form. That's, that's my coaching hat. <laughs> that's my coaching hat. I got to take that off. But let me let's let me go to my stock down real quick, and I'm going to stay in the same game. It's Miles Gaskin, and I was kind of we talked about him before. You know, I saw him last year do this, and it didn't le- seem like it improved at all. It looks like you can breathe on him, and he's going to fall down. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's a, and Malcolm Brown didn't look any better. And uh, you know who looked good was some Salvin Ahmed. I really, really like the upside. I told you. So he hits it. He hits he, the hole. He hits the hole. This was the guy. I talked it again. Play it back. That's what I she said. About it before. So again, that's one of those guys that we're gonna that you should be on the lookout for, Salvin Ahmed, and watch Miles Gaston kind of go down the the rankings a bit. One other stock down I have to mention. Tim Tebow. I think his stock <laughs> is down and all the way out. Sadly. Rock bottom. I think, it's, I think it's like I said, he should be coming to coach really soon. Yeah, he's a, good, a motivational speaker. He's a good Not guy. baseball. Not he's football. A, he's a good guy and he's a winner. Uh, so, yeah, I do agree. I think coaching would be good for him. Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler? I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler. Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle? Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well. Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents. Oh, honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that. Well, at least it'll smell good. Week two preseason, and we just talked about the QB battle in New England. It's coming to Philly. Interesting game for Thursday night. Nick, we'll go to you as the resident Eagles expert here. What do you expect to see, and are you excited for this game? 
If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov PACT to learn more and file your claim. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. No, uh, I'm expecting, <laughs> I'm not expecting much, man. I mean, uh, I'm not expecting these receivers to, to separate. I'm expecting to see Hertz run around for his life. And uh, I'm hoping for better. That's all I can say. <laughs> Greg, what do you think? Man, I thought I was going to get more from Nick than that. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Um. I just want to, like everyone else, I just want to see how this battle is going to play out between Cam and and Mac Jones. Because if Mac Jones has another great preseason game and Cam has another so-so type game, that's going to put Belichick in a tough position. Like, you know, they're screaming for, you know, Mac Jones to start because that's what the New England fans are so used to, that type of quarterback. So if Mac Jones has another great outing, Cam stock may be way down. Absolutely. Fred, how about you? I agree with, with Greg. Um, this is the game that, okay, the first preseason game was cool. Second one, you actually see more of the starters. And being in the AFC East division, I, I really want to see how New England looks uh, with, the, with, the, with, the, with more playing time for the quarterbacks. It's interesting you say that, Fred, because that's something that I noted that was kind of interesting going into the, this preseason. Normally in week three is when they really, you know, normally that's when the starters play the most and so on. Well, I, you know, this is week two, technically the week three, because there's only one more preseason game left. So how much are the starters going to play this game? How are these coaches playing this whole scenario out? This is what's interesting to me. And again, this this is a really intriguing game with the Mac Jones and Cam Newton battle. I just can't wait to watch it. Um, so well, I'm excited to see it. Nick, I'm sorry you're a wet blanket on preseason, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right, beginning our deep dive into the wide receivers, and we're going to start in the AFC. We'll begin with our favorite division, the AFC East. And let's start with America's team, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> listen listen, you can say what you like but this is one of the best receiving cores in the league they are loaded with speeds and playmakers adding will fuller in free agency drafting jalen waddle with the sixth pick overall again last year fuller had a great season with deshaun watson he was 18.9 yards per reception with waddle last year in college That combo right there is great. You still have Devontae Parker. And again, I've mentioned this guy before as a sleeper. Albert Wilson is someone else to watch out for in this receiving core. Again, 
so many playmakers in this receiving core, which is a problem. That is a problem in fantasy because there are so many of them. I don't know who to tell you who's the best one's going to be. We got, I have personally, I got Jalen Waddle, number 32. That's who I feel at the end is going to be the guy. We got Will Fuller at number 37. And Parker comes in at number 50. I don't have Wilson ranked. I just got him eyed up as a sleeper. So big potential for this whole offense. But again, that makes it hard to decipher who is going to be the guy in, in this receiving core. Greg, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins receiving core? I mean, a lot of what you said is true. But I don't think they have one of the best receiving cores. But... Let's see what Tua does with this core receivers. And the only receiver that I have cracking the top 30 is Will Fuller. So that doesn't say a lot for you Miami Dolphins receivers. Well, obviously, you're just a hater. Fred, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think they're they're a good receiving group. Nobody elite. Um, they're hoping Waddle does well. Uh, Fuller, I don't see any $1,000 any thousand yard receiving on, on the team. I think they're all just good. Nick, your thoughts on the $1,000 Miami Dolphin receiving court? Wow. Okay. Um, you know, they're really in that division. They're really not that bad. Uh, I would say there may be one A, maybe two behind Buffalo. Of course. All right. We, we appreciate your thoughts. Dr. Miller, percent to the bench for Mr. Will Fuller. Based on him missing 27 games over the last five seasons, I think it's safe to say he's going to the bench at some point. 80% to the bench. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Miller. Also, we have Jakeem Grant and Lynn Bowden Jr. So, again, lots of playmakers on this Dolphin receiving core. Watch out for this offense this year. You're trying real hard. <laughs> Moving on to New England, the New England Patriots. And, you know, here is a situation where I went from one of the better ones to one of the worst ones in the league. The Patriots wide receivers and tight ends have the third worst receiving grade over the last two years. Hence their aggressive moves to rectify that in the offseason. They did add Nelson Aguilar. Um, he came off a strong season. Um, he had a 896 yards and 18.7 yards per reception, which is not too bad. Um, he was graded above 70 just twice in his six-year career. Um, they have Kevin Kendrick Bourne. I'm sorry, he's a solid possession option who is graded. He was also graded high. Jacoby Myers. I know we've seen flashes from him before. He's fantastic when he gets his opportunities and makes his big plays. I think it's been health has been his issue to get on the field. Um, you know, so again, not much to talk about here. I do have Nelson Aguilar, however, at number 52 with some potential to go high. If Mac Jones takes over and, becomes Aguilar, you know, they become the number one target. Greg, your thoughts on the Patriots receiving core? Stay away. There's nothing here to see. The best receivers on the Patriots teams are actually the tight ends. So I don't have any of these guys ranked in my top 50. Good luck if you get one of them. I pray for you. Fred, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Patriots receiving core? Totally agree. Nobody stands out on this wide receiving core. Actually, they might, they're the fourth best receivers core in the AFC East. I think the Jets are better. 
Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, wow. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts? Oh, I completely agree with both Greg and Freddie. And furthermore, I think uh, the New England Patriots may have one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I believe that's what I started with. I believe actually they pretty much, other than the Lions, are the worst. The Lions. <laughs> yeah, you were right. The, the Lions. Lions. <laughs> Ooh. All right, let's move on to the New York J-E-T-S. No, nothing, guys? Come on. I was setting you up there. No, you're going to set me up. Oh, man, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. All right, so listen, we <laughs> the Jets receivers and tight ends had the lowest receiving grade in the NFL and ranked just 29th. The overhaul started with Corey Davis. He's coming off his... 86.9 grade davis has disappointed as a fifth overall draft pick but he's solid outside receiver who does his best work you know is at his intermediate level um so not you know not going to be the huge big play guy but usually around those mid mid-level passes and he could take it to the house once he gets to it um you still got jameson crowder um you know <laughs> which is decent um, you got Elijah Moore, explosive playmaker who, you know, does his best work in the slot. He can contribute as a vertical threat as well. Um, and again, you know, of course, just like any receiving core, it's going to depend on the rookie, um, and who he finds his, you know, feelings with, but I do have Corey Davis ranked number 49 overall. Wow. Greg, your thoughts on the J E T S suck, suck, suck. <laughs> well, I actually have Corey Davis cracked him on top 40. He's actually ranked 39th. And I don't think the just receiving core is that bad. You got Corey, you got Elijah Moore, you got Crowder, and you got Denzel Mims. A lot of people are sleeping on Denzel, but he's having a strong um, preseason and camp. So I don't think they're that bad. But proceed with caution if you draft any of them. Fred, you're Never. hometown boys. I, I am a homer, but yes, uh, I kind of agree with Greg. Uh, I wouldn't pick up any of them in the draft until I find out about a quarterback. Now, I know, I know, he. I heard he's falling in love with Corey Davis. He's always throwing to him. He might be the only option. Um, but like I said, I, I love my Jets. We're not the worst receiving core, and I'm happy about that. I'm confused because a second ago you said you thought the Jets were better than the Patriots. I just, I just said we're not the worst. We're, we're not the worst. We're not I'm the worst. For the, yeah. the Patriots are the worst. Exactly. Wow. And Detroit. If only in the NFL you got participation trophies, the Jets would be a number one. Wow. Nick, your thoughts on the Jets receiving board? Well, uh, yeah, more of the same. Um, I think what's holding the Jets back right now is they don't have a solid quarterback and an offensive line to to bolster the um, pass protection. I do have ranked uh, Corey Davis at at number forty. I do also like Jamison Crowder. I think they could uh, he can be more productive on a better team. But they got one sneaky guy up there called Braxton Berrios, where he just seems to find a crack in the in the defense and just slip in there. So they're not terrible. At least they're not the Patriots. I like you pull. I like you pulling the U grad out of there, Nick. I do. It's all about the U. <laughs> Barrios bringing it, brother. Absolutely. That was Nick's best an- analyst, or you know, breaking Yo, down the Braxton Barrios. Breaking down like, the Jets. Thank you, Nick. Man, I like you more. Yeah. You mean you mean my best tonight or best ever? 
ever. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. All right, moving on to the Buffalo Bills. Now, last season, the wide receivers earned the second highest receiving grade. They did a fantastic job building a group of playmakers. Stephon Diggs, I mean, he was the final piece last year. I mean, he dominated at all levels. Uh, he was a number two overall. Cole Beasley was a PPR guy. I mean, if you you played PPR last year, you were looking to pick up Cole Beasley. I mean, led the league with 948 yards in the slot. Um, he's best open 70% of his targets against single coverage. Um, so something to look out for. Now with John Brown moving on, now you got Emmanuel Sanders there and a Gabriel Davis. Uh, we'll both see plenty of time. The Bills used the second most uh, four wide receiver set in the NFL last year. Obviously, you want to spread it out, let Josh Allen decide if he wants to run, too. Um, Sanders is good. You know, we all know Emmanuel Sanders. Great guy in fantasy. He's been over the years. He's still up there in age, however. But, you know, with this receiving core, he doesn't. We talked about them way back when, maybe one of our second episodes. He doesn't need to be that great version of himself with that receiving core and Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. Um, so very interesting mix for, for the Bills. I have Stephon Diggs ranked number six overall, and I got Cole Beasley 53 and Emmanuel Sanders at 59. Greg, your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills. Now we're talking about wide receivers. Stephon Diggs is a beast. Um, I got him ranked in standard number two and PPR number three. This guy's a beast. He's a monster. I think he's going to have another great season. Can't go wrong when you draft Stephon Diggs as your A1 wide receiver. So draft him with confidence. Fred? I think the most intriguing player in the Bills to me is Gabriel Davis. I mean, he, he was a fourth-round pick, second year. He had 35 catches last year with seven touchdowns. 20% of for catches with touchdowns. So I think this is the year he steps up. I think he surpasses Cole Beasley, him and Stephon Diggs, one and two. I like Nick, that. your thoughts. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, I was actually surprised because when you see – players change teams usually their their production drops off but man uh stefan diggs just kept it humming uh i have him ranked number five overall and uh i don't see why he couldn't be uh higher but i'm gonna keep him at at number five right now all i can say about stefan diggs is all that catch in minnesota and that moment when they made that catch and took it to the house and that playoff game will forever be ingrained in my memory as one of the greatest moments in NFL history. That was so cool. Uh, what a fun moment to see. Dr. Miller percent to the bench for Stefan Diggs. So he's currently missing time with a knee injury that was initially called minor, but it's gone from nothing to something in the words of the team. So Ooh. not really sure what to feel about that. We're going to stay 60% to the bench. All right, keep an eye on that knee injury. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Moving on to the AFC North, and we're going to start in Baltimore with the Baltimore Ravens. Nick, what do you got on the Baltimore Ravens receiving core? All right. Well, okay. Unfortunately, they're not that good. All right. Uh, you got Sammy Watkins. He he can't play anywhere really, really well. He doesn't stay healthy very often. He only played 16 games one time in his career. Uh, last year, he had a little over 400 yards and only three TDs. His best season was in 2015 when he had a little over 1,000 and not nine TDs. Um, I don't have him worth drafting at all, and you're going to have to stream him against a weak defense, and I don't even have him ranked in my top 40. Wow. Goodness me, oh my. All right. Fred, your thoughts on the Ravens? Not very good. I think Baltimore grabbed a receiver in the first round, Rashad Bateman. Um, to be his bona fide number one. Um, like I said, I, I said this before, they should have definitely helped out Lamar Jackson more. It's going to be the same old when it comes to the to the receiver. The best receiver is Mark Andrews. Greg? A lot of what these guys said. I, I, like, I really feel bad for Lamar Jackson. He's so talented, and Baltimore has not done a good job of getting him some wide receivers out there. Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. Bateman just went down in preseason. It's like no luck in Baltimore. The last great wide receiver they had was probably Steve Smith or Anquan Bolden, which is sad. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I agree. It is sad. Um, however, I do – unfortunately, before the injury, I liked Rashad Bateman's upside uh, mm-hmm. with Lamar in his contract year. Um, you know, he's expected to be back sooner rather than later. So I have Rashad Bateman at number 54. I think, you know, if he establishes that number one threat with Lamar in a contract year – could be a great season still for Rashad Bateman, regardless of the injury. Moving on now to the Cleveland Browns. This is an interesting receiving core for sure. Nick, what do you got on Cleveland? All right, so Cleveland, they only got two two main wide receivers. You got you got OBJ and you got Jarvis Landry. I'm going to start off with, with uh, OBJ. Last year, he was injured. He only played seven games, a little over 300 yards, and then three TDs. Uh, he in his career he did have five 1,000 yard seasons in his seven year career, but uh, he hasn't had double digit touchdowns since 2016, and that's when he had 10. Uh, he averages 114 targets per season, and he only has 88 with Baker. So Baker Baker is slowing him down. His average draft position is about a 64 overall, so that gives me about a fifth uh, fifth round plus. Um, 
before I move on, Jason, I know I know you're very high on uh, OBJ. He always finds a way onto your roster. Now, when you go into the draft and you're looking for OBJ, what do you expect to get out of him? What do I expect to get out of him? Wow. I expect to get some fucking points, Nick. That's to be <laughs> quite honest with you. I want okay. to see points, and uh, I want to see a lot of them. There you go. All right, because he doesn't play a full season very, very often, but I do have him ranked uh, 24 as a PPR, 22 in standard. Now, his counterpart, Jarvis Landry, a uh, little over eight 800, three TDs. Uh, last three seasons, he's averaged 79 receptions with 129 targets. I think he's a good, solid pickup in the, in the late rounds. Uh, I do have him unranked in PPR, but I do have him ranked in uh, standard at 37. And then Rashad Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, they're streamers at best. And I think they're the number three overall team uh, receiving core in the division. Fred, what do you think about the Brownies? I <clears throat> I listened to that whole scenario he just talked about. And the only thing I can agree with is I also think they are ranked number three. I, I Landry and Beckham really good by themselves. I never liked them together. Um, I, I do like Rashad Higgins. I, he's an awesome number three. I mean, anywhere else he'd be possibly a, a two possible one. Um, but we all know this is a, a run heavy offense. I mean, you got two of the best running backs in the league. You don't even need three high profile receivers. But I have that this ranked number three in the in the actual um division. Mm, interesting, Greg. Your thoughts. Wow. Um, I never thought I'd be going in-depth on the damn Browns. But OBJ, I have him ranked 20th overall. And I have Jarvis Landry ranked 40th. Um, I think OBJ is going to have a bounce back year. He looks strong in camp. And he's just a, he's a very talented wide receiver. So the way that, you know, Cleveland runs their offense with play action, run first, I think that's going to benefit OBJ. Before he got hurt, he was putting up some good numbers before he got hurt. Him and Baker was finding that that synergy, right? They were finding that that connection. So I think OBJ is going to have a bounce back season once he stays healthy. Yeah, um, you know, the interesting thing about the Browns, like Fred mentioned, that they are very run heavy. And I had mentioned someone, you know, that to watch out for was Kareem Hunt. Um, not producing as much this year because a lot of his production was off touchdowns last year. So with that being said, um, I think some of those touchdowns are going to revert to OBJ, and that's when he's had his best season. So that's why I've been high on him this offseason. I have him ranked 19th, and I've always loved Jarvis Landry, you know, ever since his days with the Dolphins. He's just that gritty player that you love to have on your squad. Um, but, you know, he's not the greatest in standard, but in PPR, he's still been a good, efficient uh, receiver you can plug in. I have him ranked number 42 overall. Dr. Miller, with the um, offseason, or excuse me, with the injury last year to OBJ, what is your percent to the bench for OBJ this season? I'm going to sound a little bit like I previously sounded about Saquon Barkley here. Once OBJ returns, once he returns, he's going to play. He's going to be 20% of the bench. But that doesn't mean he's going to be on the field week number one. Might be a couple weeks into the season before he is absolutely ready to play, to cut, and to be tackled. He looks good on a treadmill. He looks good running without contact. But he may not be ready for it the first week of the season. Moving on to Cincinnati and the Bengals. Nick, what do you got on this receiving core? All right. So 
I'm going to start off this receiving core. I have them ranked number two in the division. Uh, it's led by uh, Tyler Boyd. He gets the most targets. Uh, last year, he had 110, a little over 800 yards and uh, four, four touchdowns. Uh, 2018 and 19, he both had a thousand yard seasons, and he had career high in in touchdowns in 2018 with seven. Um, we actually got T. Higgins. He is very good in the slot. The best thing about T. T. Higgins is he was almost at at a thousand yards. He had five TDs, but um, he's got 10 completions on 12 red zone targets. So, so that's something to to look forward to Ooh. whenever you you pick up uh, T. Higgins. Um, Jamar Chase, he he is a wild card because you don't know what he, you don't know what you're going to get uh, because he's a he's a rookie and his best uh, draft intangibles was uh, when he was in college he had eight touchdown catches of 50 yards or or more. So I have Tyler Boyd ranked 38th in PPR and standard. I have T Higgins ranked 25th in PPR and 35th in standard. And Jamar Chase in 27 PPR and 30th in standard. Fred, what you got on the Bengals? I think they're the number one receiving core in the division. Ooh. Uh, Boyd definitely top 25. Uh, as you know, Nick gave all the stats on him. Higgins had 908 yards, 908 yards, six touchdowns, and 62 receptions. Now you're going to get Burrow for a whole year with those two plus his buddy Jamar Chase. I think this they're cooking with gas now. I think this is going to be high-flying. Um, I mean, it hopefully it opens up the door for Mixon because I've been trying to cheer for him for years. Here we go. And hopefully <laughs> this is his year. But we're not going to stay on the running backs. Hopefully these three spread the field enough where the running game gets going and it just becomes fun to watch. Gordon Ramsay cooking it up. Greg, what do you <laughs> think about this receiving core? I, I, I love this receiving core. I actually got all three of them ranked in the top 40. I got Jamar Chase, 26. I got T. Higgins, 34. And I got Tyler Boyd down to 37. But if you're looking for, you know, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, flex play, can't go wrong with any of these receivers on your team. So you can draft these guys somewhat confidently. So I was real high on Jamar Chase to start, and I kind of pushed him down a little bit just hearing the reports out of camp. Um, so I have him – I'm really high, still high on him, though. I have him number 14 overall. He had a connection with Burrow um, during the offseason. He was drafted specifically because Burrow wanted him. I mean, I, I don't see how they don't feed the hell out of him. And, again, you guys brought up Higgins and Boyd. I actually had Boyd last year a little frustrated uh, with the, um, you know, he was in in and off the field last year. Um, so, you know, I have them both ranked very close. In fact, I have Higgins 27 and Boyd 28 because I'm just not sure which one is going to stand out. So speaking of his injuries, Dr. Miller, percent to the bench for Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, 20% to the bench. He's a safe pick. And finishing up in the AFC North with your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nick, let's hear about the receiving core of the Steelers. Well, I'm sure that you're going to be surprised by my favorable analysis of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I have him. I have them ranked number one overall in the in the receiving core for that division. Uh, they are led by Juju Smith Schuster. Okay, he gets uh, 100 and. He got 128 targets last year. He he's by far number one. He out 
received uh, everybody by by 20 targets. He did have 137 uh, fantasy points last season. Hauled in 831 yards, nine TDs. Again, I said on 128 targets. Now, his average draft position is 78 overall in standard and 72 in, in PPR, which lands him at a sixth-round pick. I have him number 16 in a PPR and number 22 in standard. Now, moving on to uh, Deontay Johnson on the other side, all right, he got last year a little over 900 yards and then seven TDs, and he scored 133 fantasy points. And he's just ranked a little bit higher. Um, he's 23. I have him ranked at 23 PPR, 23 standard, so it's even. But I have him as a fifth-round pick because because of his he, – he gets in the end zone more. And then you got the knife right in the middle. You got Chase Claypool, who just streaks down down the field. Um, week five last year made made his season when he came on against Philly and scored four touchdowns. Uh, he hauled in 873 three yards, nine TDs, and 152 fantasy points. Uh, I have him thir- ranked 32nd uh, PPR, 27 standard. So I think with all that data I just gave you, I think that uh, Pittsburgh is the number one uh, receiving core because they have the number one passing quarterback in the division. Fred, hey, wake up. All right, uh, Fred, your analysis <laughs> on the Steelers. Okay, okay. I like Nick's analysis. I have them number two in the division. Now, I think everything that happened with Schuster, people, a lot of people are down to him having a product of his the poor pass protection. He had 97 pass catches, but, he, but a paltry 8.6 yards. It was a product of the system. They had mm-hmm. no pass protection, so he had to keep throwing the ball off quick. Um, mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, terrific route runner. Just got to hold on to the ball. And I think Chase Claypool, Claypool is an emerging star. I think they have the best one through four receiving group with James Washington. And I think this year, um, Big, Big Ben has a great year with all these quarterbacks, as long as he has a little bit of pass protection. Greg, what's your thoughts? Oh, you're not going to wake me up either, huh? <laughs> uh, no. I, honestly, I got I to gotta give a shout-out to my boy, Scurry. Um, last year, and, I, and real quick, he told me, Greg, keep an eye on Chase Claypool. He told me, look, keep an eye on Chase Claypool. And I'm like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. I think Chase Claypool is the best receiver that they have in Pittsburgh because he's a do-it-all type of wide receiver. I like Juju. I had Juju last year. He's productive. Not not a fantasy star, but he's productive. He's not going to let you down. You're going to get a solid 10, 11 points a game from Juju. So right now I got Chase ranked 25th, and I got Juju at 30. But I think Chase Claypool is the alpha dog in this Pittsburgh system. I actually 100% agree. I have um, Claypool number 20, Deontay Johnson at number 24, and Juju at 34. Um, Nick, great stats on the targets. I just think these guys weren't on the field as much and not much of a uh, um, target for Ben. I mm-hmm. think this year we'll see them a little bit more. Um, so I think I like their playmaking ability to rise above Juju this season. Hi, 
this is Freddie the Jester from TSS Fantasy. As you know, I am a jokester. And one of the things I'm serious about is the health of my car. If my car is not working properly, I take it to the auto clinic in St. Cloud, Florida. Anytime my brakes or AC needs to be repaired or I just need general maintenance, I take it directly to the auto clinic where they take care of all my auto needs. They are a complete auto repair shop. If you need repairs done to your vehicle, the auto clinic is the place. It can be found at 1524 13th Street, St. Cloud, Florida, 34769. And you can call them at 407-892-8104 to schedule an appointment. You can trust the folks at Auto Clinic that you can trust I'm about to have another snack break. Let's move on now to the AFC South. Fred, we're going to bring up your favorite division to talk about. And let's start with one of your favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts. What are your thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Indianapolis Colts. (laughs) Okay, I have them number three in the division. They're not terrible. They're right. They're not terrible. Um, See, I mean, they kind of are terrible. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Struggling. (laughs) Freddie is struggling. struggling to say something good about the Colts. Right I, I, I am. I am. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr., very good. Uh, Paris Campbell, I, I don't know, man. Forget it. They're the worst. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts? Wow. Uh, well, I'm not going to crap all of them like Freddie did. Uh, <laughs> uh, T.Y. Hilton, he's he's obviously still the leader of that of that receiving core. Uh, Michael Pittman, he is um, he is emerging. Although he did only have 500 yards and one score last year, and uh, Hilton had nine touchdowns, I, I believe. They're they're up and coming again. Um, I think when Wentz comes back and they get some continuity, I think they will improve. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, so Greg, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> y'all laughing, Fred. I love you, Fred. I love you. Yeah, um, I tried, dude. <laughs> listen, they got T.Y. Hilton, they got Pascal, they got Pittman Jr. But and Pittman's supposed to be the emerging star coming out of the Colts. But honestly, I don't have any of these guys in my top forty. So don't draft them unless you very, very very desperate, or you can wait for the waiver wire to pick them up. <laughs> wow. Um, so, wow, everyone shitting all over them. I actually, I still like Michael Pittman. Um, he, he played with some big playability. Um, so I got him ranked number 38. I've always loved T.Y. Hilton. He's still great in PPR. So he's still somebody to look out for, especially in PPR formats. I have him ranked number 50 overall. Um, Since he's getting up there in age, however, Dr. Miller, your percent to the bench on T.Y. Hilton. Between the fact that he is not a young man and that he's missed time each of the last three seasons, he's a safe bet that he's going to be on the bench at some point this season. 
percent to the bench, 80%. He misses at least one game this year. Moving on now to the Houston Texans. Boy, big things going on in Houston. Fred, what are your thoughts on this receiving core? <laughs> Cooks, we got the three C's here. Cooks, Cobb, Cootie. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Oh, no more Cobb. No more Cobb. Oh, that's right. No, that, that's oh, even worse. Wait, well, well, you're right. My bad. That was my mistake. Get, so now, that, now that they don't, now that they don't have Cobb anymore, they just drop below the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> team. Listen, it doesn't matter how good any of them were. There's no quarterback, so we're not gonna truly know if Deshaun Watson don't play to make them look good. There's nothing we can do. It's gonna be a anytime we watch this team. Don't draft any of them. Don't draft nobody on the Texans, man, because we don't know what's gonna happen. Stay away. Don't waste your draft picks. So not three C's, but two C's now. Nick, your thoughts <laughs> on the Texans? Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, about the same. Uh, Brandon Cooks. He he's the best receiver. He had it over a little over 1,100 yards last season. Six six touchdowns. Uh, I have him, Brandon Cooks. I have him at number 31. I am interested to see though how Anthony Miller is going to fit into the system all right greg what are your thoughts man i feel bad for brandon cooks man this kid went from new orleans to the patriots and now to the lowly lowly texans he was with the rams for a brief stint too i got him ranked 29th but he may drop because they don't have a quarterback they don't know what they're doing in houston this franchise is in such a disarray i'm ready to hire cooper as the GM, <laughs> as the GM, start, let's start the petition right All now. Right. I like let's it. Let's get like Cooper <laughs> in the owner's box or the GM for the Texans because I think Cooper can do a better job than what the fuck they're doing down in Texas. All right. Well, hey, I don't know whether to uh, feel good about that or what, but hey, you're a smart Brandon, guy. You're a smart guy. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. All right. So I I agree with you guys. Um, but I do, I have him ranked 36, but I actually have him as potential upside because as we stated, that's all they have. I mean, I don't know who else they're going to throw to. <laughs> so, I mean, the, you know, I'm just looking at it in that perspective. He's going to see a ton of targets. So again, doesn't matter how bad the Texans are. If Brandon Cooks is seeing a lot of targets, he's somebody you want to roster on your squad. Might be somebody to look out for and just something to think about going forward. Moving on to Duval County and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fred, what are your thoughts on Jacksonville? I like Jacksonville. Number two in the division. I really do. Um, Marvin Jones was solid at at number two receiver. Um, I like Chanel. I think he's going to have a better uh, game this year. And I do like DJ Shark. So I think... They have the a, a good start with wide receivers, man. I, I I really can't wait to watch them this year. As I said, number two in the division, Trevor Lawrence going to be throwing the ball around. Urban Meyer likes to play that way. I'm excited for the Jaguars. Nick, your thoughts? You know, I got to agree with Freddie. Um, you know, I'm looking at their stats, and they're not as bad as they look on paper. Um, Marvin Jones, he's he's about 87 years old, but he but he's still effective. He he catches the ball in the slot. Uh, he's he's a nice um, uh, security blanket. He had crap. He had almost a thousand yards and and nine TDs last year. Uh, Chenault got to come back, have a better year. But they're a they're not that bad. I ranked them number three in in the division. 
All right, Nick. Great analysis there, Greg. Who you got? Um, I, I'm not on as high as the other two on on Jacksonville, but I do like DJ Shark. I I think he's an emerging star. I think with him and Trevor Lawrence, and when they get eight, uh, Etienne you know, in the passing game too, I think that's going to open it up for Jacksonville. I got DJ Shark uh, ranked 32, so he won't be a bad pickup as your wide receiver too. Marvin Jones on the downside of his career right now. So um, I don't even have him in my top 40. But DJ Shark, keep an eye out for him. Yeah, I mean, all the way around, the Jacksonville receiving core does look really good. Uh, DJ Shark, I got ranked 31. Um, Chenault, 48. And after that catch I saw over week one, I bumped Marvin Jones up a little bit. Number 43 overall. I like the big play potential from him. Uh, so some some actual good things going on in Jacksonville. I'm actually a little impressed. All right, let's finish it up. We're going to save the best for last in this division, the Tennessee Titans. Fred, your thoughts on this receiving court? I, I do got to admit, <clears throat> A.J. Brown alone beats any of the receivers by himself in the division, so it makes him the number one team in the division. I mean, of course, you we, we don't know what Julio's going to bring. Yes, he was hurt. He's a little bit older, but regardless, them two – then nobody in the division is going to surpass them. Uh, Tannehill played really good last year. So, I mean, honestly, they should have a really good record and actually uh, blow away this division. Um, I think they're – who's their third? Chester Rogers or Josh Reynolds, one of the two. It doesn't matter. Them two boys getting the ball. Derek Henry running it. Tannehill throwing it both to them. They're going to be like 13-4 and four or something in the division. I could see Nick being the number three slot guy and getting, you know, a good 800 <laughs> yards a season. What are your thoughts on the Titans receiving core? Oh, you think I can get uh, 800 yards over, over there? Thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I love me some A.J. Brown, man. I mean, he's he's just balling out. He, he scored uh, 11 touchdowns le- last season. And then then we got uh, Julio Jones to – to come in there and to take some pressure off uh, AJ Brown, and then and then I I said earlier uh, a couple of shows ago, we, uh, Fersker I think is going to be an emerging an emerging tight end. Uh, I can't say enough, but uh, I will stop. Uh, I got AJ Brown. <laughs> I got AJ Brown ranked at seven, and I got Julio Jones at number seventeen. Ooh, Greg, or my. <laughs> Fred, what? Greg. Uh, Greg. Greg, Fred, who's up? I don't know. Go ahead. Well, Greg. I like I, I like the Tennessee Titans wide receivers, man. They're, you're talking about two guys on the outside that are about 6'3 or 6'4, 200 pounds plus, mm. can go up and grab the ball. Julio, even with all his injuries, still runs about a 4'5", 40. A.J. Brown is a monster. So what can you say about these two on the outside? I love them. I got A.J. Brown ranked seventh. I got Julio still in the top 15. I got him ranked 14. So I think he still has a little bit left in the tank. I think going being in Tennessee is going to give him some more, you know, revitalize him, give him some more energy. Like he's actually on a team that actually has a chance to do something special. So I think Julio's going to have a good season. Not great, but good. Listen, it's AJ, Mr. Brown, if you're nasty. Uh, This Titans receiving core is awesome with the addition of Julio Jones. AJ Brown was nasty last year. This year, it's going to get even worse. 
I have him number seven overall. Julio Jones, number 17, um, going because of his age and not sure how much of the production's there, so we'll get to see. Speaking of his age, percent to the bench, Dr. Miller for Julio Jones. Oh, boy. So I was watching an old Florida-Alabama game a couple of days ago, and Julio Jones just wrecks the Gators' secondary. <laughs> this guy, he was quite the specimen a couple of years ago. Now, I know we've beat him up a little bit on the show. I think somebody's probably thrown the word injury prone out there, but I think he's going to have a resurgence this year in Tennessee. Mm. I think his 2020 lingering hamstring injury is behind him. I think we're going to see a more productive year this year than last. Julio Jones, 10% to the bench. Hey, Flander fans, this is Nick. You got Flander from TSSFantasy.com. Do you ever find yourself needing financial help and don't know where to turn and you live in the New York area? Well, Shelton Financial Management LLC is your answer because they do all of the following. Audits, reviews, and in addition to bookkeeping, business consulting, tax prep, and much, much more, they do it all. To contact them for your financial business needs, you can find Shelton Financial Management, LLC, right here on Facebook or directly at the following number, 585-376-0574 and on the web at SheltonFinancialManagementLLC.com. Shelton Financial Management, LLC is our number one pick for our financial needs. TSS family and don't forget you can catch all the fun at tssfantasy.com sign up for all our free contests or you can interact with us on all social media platforms if you're listening to us on Unhinged Radio Network get ready for the rough cut with AJ and Vinny we appreciate you and we are out do 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 All right, you I love that corny shit, bro. All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, here we go. Let's move on now to the Steelers. Nick, what you got on your favorite team? Oh, I was hoping we would save them to the end. But hey, you know what? Let's <laughs> let's do it now. All right. So Pittsburgh is led by uh Juju Smith Schuster. All right. He's I think he is arguably the best receiver. What's so funny? Okay, so he's all right. Let's start that over. Nick, what happened there? Just, what just go, bro. Just go. Because Greg's laughing in the background. I like, didn't laugh. Can, he he's didn't laughing. laugh. Who gives a shit? Who cares I didn't laugh. Oh, this is why. This is why we have the extra time for fuck ups like this. Jesus Christ! The fuck is wrong with this guy? All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> you know what, Nick? Let we'll stay your Steelers for last. Let's go to the Browns. Fuck it. All right, here we go. Yeah, one, give him two. time on his Steelers. There, there you go. go. Let's go I back. didn't laugh. Let's go. Who cares? All right, one, two, three. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.